Ladies, the Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, the now forever, All Systems Joe, C. Kane Joe Rottermel. Rocking out your eardrums, bro. <laughs> All the time. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Pash, I'm, I'm really glad that crisis happened to you the other day, so now you remember your name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, changing the title on a car. And my driver's license says Ronald Joseph Pashery Jr., but my insurance was just Ronald Pashery. Oh, no. And they wouldn't let me put the title <laughs> in my name because it didn't match. You couldn't hold the title? No. So finally, well, luckily... My insurance agent is a good friend of mine since 1984, <laughs> godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, Joe Laugh, and he, I was able to call him and tell him, look, this is the problem, I just need the junior put on my insurance, he got it taken care of, and we got it situated, but anyone else in that situation may have had to wait at least a day or two. I was able to get it done within an hour. You should just change your name to RGP version 2. <laughs> version 2. Version 2. But then I would have to change my driver's license to. Hey. It had to match identical to. I would change my driver's license to that. RGP version <laughs> 2? RGP V2. Oh, classic. Because I made a joke and said, Pash, that forgetting that Junior done caught up to you. He's like, you know what I actually did? Yeah, Alo was in the middle of trying to do something. Oh, he was trying to get set up to do uh, a WrestleMania throwback with, um, with someone from Instagram. And I miss the WrestleMania throwbacks. We're going to do, I think we're going to do at least one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be WrestleMania 18. We just have to figure out when we're going to do it. But we have time, obviously. We have till the first week of April. Um, but I was texting Alo, and then all of a sudden I had this whole fiasco to deal with. And when I texted him back, I was like, sorry, I had a whole thing. And he did. He made the comment about Junior. I was like, well, <laughs> funny you mention that because that was the exact problem I had. It nipped you in the butt. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Um, yeah, thank you for remembering that, Halo. I feel like that did need to be discussed on air made, for multiple it reasons. It did. It did. That made my week. I, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you actually forgot to say Junior. Yeah, I, well, I only remembered because uh, we mentioned it before we started. We mentioned it two minutes before I hit record. Uh, so we have our Fast Lane preview episode. Before we get into that, uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Five-star, 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 five-star. Yes, five stars. If you haven't already. If you already have, I don't think you'd be able to do another one. Unless you create a whole other iTunes account and you don't need to do all that. That's just next level. It really is. A um, couple other things to get to. RIP to King Kong Bundy. Much or love. King Kong Buddy, as Enzo Amore refers to him. <laughs> 6'4", 400 pounds. That's a mammoth man. He was gigantic. Joseph, I don't know if this would be the same for you, but he was definitely the first wrestler that I was, like, afraid of. 
that to me was terrifying. Yeah, it's just eclipsing. Like he, one of the first things I remember was him breaking Hogan's ribs. I think, or no, he hurt his back. I think Hogan. It was something along those lines, and I remember him and Hogan having a steel cage match, maybe at WrestleMania two. I can't remember, but big loss to the wrestling community. I know. A legendary guy to a lot of and people. a local guy. I found out. Yeah, well, was he from New Jersey? Yes, yeah, from New Jersey. Still lived in Glasgow. Glas- I can't even say it right now. Gloucester County. Gloucester County. Yeah, that's the word I was trying to say. Alo, <laughs> uh, I know you probably don't have much experience with King Kong Bundy or nope. Buddy. Um, nope, none. But yeah, big loss to, to the community and Luke Perry. Uh, yes, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero fame, and they're rebooting. Are they oh. really? Yeah. Oh, yes. No I Luke Perry for six episodes. I think the summer they said, and uh, Tori Spelling and uh, Jenny Garth were like so excited about it. But uh, Luke Perry, he was on, he was going to do what he could because he's working full time on Riverdale. But I don't need to see that. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Like, let's be honest. Who, especially without Dylan nostalgia, K. I'd still do it, but but without no Dylan, Dylan K, I mean, it definitely loses a lot of luster out the Dylan. It does. Um, but his son, a pro wrestler, Jungle Boy. What was it? Just three weeks ago, we had my new favorite female wrestler, Jungle Girl. Yes, we did. Had no idea there was a Jungle Boy, but he's Luke Perry's son. Apparently, Luke Perry was like beloved in pro wrestling circles. Yeah, he I was know. on a. He was one of the. Uh, judges on one of the Tough Enoughs or Diva searches or something like that? I know he had been on a SmackDown before. I know he had been on with Edge and Christian before. And very interesting to, to find that out, that he was, like, so well thought of in in pro wrestling. So another loss for the pro wrestling community. Yeah, and, and then that whole 90210 song has been in my head, like, the last two days. Yes, now everybody will have already heard it by now, but I am going to put the 90210 theme song as our... <laughs> oh, you are? Yes, in honor of Dylan McKay. I have to do it. Must you love mentioned Dill. it the other day, so I feel like it's a, it's a fitting treat. And the other thing that's crazy is he was 52, and I'll be 52 when Bryce Harper's contract expires <laughs> with the Phillies. That just turns my stomach. The ticking thing. time bomb. Yeah. Yeah, to think about being in my 50s, not that long from now. But then your beard would be dragging on the ground. <laughs> it would be a full-length beard. Yeah, because uh, I, talk, I talked about uh, me and Angel recently watched Riverdale, and uh, when, she, when, she, when he passed, Angel was, like, freaking out. What? We just saw him on TV. And I was like, remember I told about how everybody looks like a model. That's a good-looking mm-hmm. 50-year-old man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look much different. No, just gray hair. Well, he was like 30. I'd make some concessions. <laughs> He's like pushing 30 on 90210. Yeah, because I, I think when it started, because I, I did the whole map, I think he was 23 when it started. And then by season 10, that was in 2000, so he was about 33 at the time. So I didn't realize he was that young when it started. I thought he was like 27 yeah. when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it's a shame. But... Riverdale is a show I need to watch. It's a show I need to, to catch up on at some point. Yeah, I mean, about it. I've heard great things about it, and I heard he's amazing. Yeah, as, yeah, the, it's as really, the father. Yeah, it's a real good show. Uh, Ron, I, I'm not sure if you'll be a, I'm not sure if you'll be a fan of Ronnie, but uh, just let me know when you catch it. It's it's really good. Veronica. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. I'll let you know once once I've watched it. Yeah. 
And maybe I'll do a review on this show like I did with uh, Chrisley. Well, you know, Chrisley, his kids get their own show. Chrisley. Oh, God, really? Did you Savannah. see their promo for the new show? Yeah, it's like a, cl- like a perfume cologne. Ad. I, was, I was laughing my butt off. It's oh, hilarious. Um, getting into some actual weekly wrestling, before we get to the fast lane stuff, uh, if I had one to pour out, I would pour one out for the R Truth. Uh, U.S. title reign. U.S. title reign. The, the short lift. T- U.S. title reign in WWE history. He had his hero, John Cena. He had sheets. No. Posters. Posters. Yeah. He wanted to be like him. He did. And you know what? For a couple weeks, he was just like him. He defended <laughs> it against two guys last week, defended against three guys this week, and one man can only take so much. Caught up with him. I thought his promo this week was excellent. It was fantastic. I He's think... Caught- he called Miss uh, Lacey Evans Miss Sexy Gloves. <laughs> I guess it was kind of I guess it was kind of apropos. He lost it this week while we covered a uh, a Ron Killingsley win in, in another another match. No, but yeah. see, the best part was like we were praising him on Monday, and then I got that idea. And I should know Tuesday he loses. Yeah, so I said it's kind of apropos, kind of fits. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was going to lose so soon, but. They did do a good job of putting that belt on the one guy who I wouldn't be too upset about, and that is Samoa Joe. Someone who needs kind of momentum. Right yeah, now. I thought it was good that he got it. I like the way that he did win it. And now the rumor is that he's going to have a match with Cena at WrestleMania, which would be tremendous. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that would uh, be a great match. I'd, I'd pay for that. Yeah, because like, when he cut that promo, well, when, well Truth's whole thing about John Cena being his childhood hero that actually created a whole storyline for this whole Joe thing and even Joe's promo backstage I thought was great and has anybody spotted John Cena since the whole Nikki Artem thing has come out? No if if John Cena comes back I want the real John Cena not this guy with the hair yeah hopefully he's redesigning (laughs) his hair in a shirt that fits I need the real John Cena back if he comes back yeah, don't give me keto John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Keto John Cena. Give me John Cena like John, John Cena like cartoon physique John yes. Cena. Yeah, and definitely lose the hair. Even if you can't put on the mask, lose the hair, please. Yes. And I'm saying that as someone who has lost his hair, lose <laughs> the hair. You're better off without it. Um So the whole Becky versus Charlotte match for Becky getting the opportunity to be in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. We obviously had a confrontation on Monday night between the three of them with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Then we had the confrontation with just Becky and Charlotte on Tuesday night. Am I wrong for feeling like they made Ronda talk way too much on Monday? Yes. You're not not wrong for it. I agree. Like... I like the spirit that she had, but when you're over-talking so much, like, she says so so many things, and I'm like, oh, I wish she hadn't said that. Philly crowd definitely wasn't feeling her. No. No, they weren't. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because, um, like, she says the same thing in different ways a bunch of times, and I was just like, okay, you're saying you're saying way too much here. But like, I like her interaction with Stephanie. But when she started talking about her, talking about Becky and uh, Becky and Charlotte, I got I got completely turned off about it. But I did like the fact that she attacked the crowd. But like you said, she did, like I said, she just kept repeating the same thing in different forms and variations, which 
which it's like the whole Bray Wyatt thing. It's like you're not saying anything. You're saying the same thing over and over again. But I do agree that it, it, it was too long. If she if she just kept it straight to the point and not repeated herself over and over again, I think it would have came over a lot better. And Bray Wyatt can at least sell it. Yeah. Like he might say – like he got by on saying the same thing for two years and people – Just said it in different ways. Still liked it because he – Performed it really well. He was a yeah, good his persona, actor. his actions, his and she is not good at that aspect. Like she should be solely about physicality. Because I really I enjoyed that part of it. Well, she's kind of getting there. I mean, I don't know if it's a little early in the game to be turning her heel, but that's the way she is. That's the way she's going. And how do you have Becky and Ronda both kind of being the same character of like we're like. Charlotte or Becky's whole thing is I'm the man like I earned this title shot and you guys don't want to put me there and Ronda's like I make you too much money for you to do anything to me I can do whatever I want and it's just like all right like why does everybody have to be mad well see that that part I like because a lot of those things that she said to Stephanie were actually true and, and what we say on this show all they care about is how much money how much money these superstars make them because we we talk about the whole merch thing all the time about how some guys don't get their Merch money, it all goes to WWE, and you and you, know, you treat you, you, you just treat us treat us like props and stuff like that. So all that stuff was actually valid. So I like I like the fact that she said that, said that to Stephanie. But like, also I'm glad they kind of turn her heel because we've been saying for months this whole "Hi guys, I'm happy to be here" thing and waving to the crowd and stuff. That's getting kind of old. And like she's coming off like real gullible half the time, but I'm glad she actually did show some aggression. And like I did enjoy, like you said, the beatdown. And she said, "No more misses, nice bitch." I did appreciate that. <laughs> and you can only move forward from here. But I would have wait. I would have held her off until Fastlane personally, and then had just interfere in that match and just take the belt back herself. Yeah, I didn't like anything that she talked about. I could have done without any of the microphone and just the beating. Um, now, there have been reports that, that Becky and Ronda have worked themselves into a shoot. <laughs> Do we think that that is actually the case, or is that what WWE wants you to think? Uh, I don't know, because it could be real, and they could want you to, it could be that, and they want you to believe it at the same time, because that's the best time that we can actually believe in something when it's like actual truths and facts and like if you when you, you can always tell when there's hatred towards individuals and that's always that always makes the best feud so if there is and they're embracing it i get i get more credit for that i do too but to me and joey tell me if you agree with this or not i think the fact that there's so much heat on social media that where people think ronda really wants to kick becky's ass for real like that they have had such a back and forth so much heat between each other doesn't it almost make it stand out even more that, like, Charlotte doesn't belong as a part of this? It's like these two hate each other. It kind of does. And Charlotte's just there. It kind of does. Um, and, again, the other reason I would say the match kind of needs Charlotte is because we see how rudimentary Ronda is with the mic skills, and Charlotte is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum on that because her promo was excellent. Um, you kind of need that to bring this, this match full circle. But, yes, she's kind of the odd man out. Did you like the the segment with Charlotte and Becky on Tuesday on SmackDown? Yeah. Becky I, ultimately getting the better of her? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the promo. I enjoyed the interaction. I enjoyed that they're kind of, again, keeping all three players relevant in the, in the game. 
My favorite that's where part, they're going. My favorite part about their interaction was Becky not letting go of the armbar. Like, that she had to literally be pulled off and the whole time she's yelling, that's my title, that's my title. And it's like, I, I appreciated that little detail of that she is still resentful that Charlotte is part of it. And Alo, what did you th- what did you think was better, the Monday segment or the Tuesday segment? Uh, I would say Tuesday because there was more emphasis on Becky and Charlotte because, like I said, I would have had Ronda just come back on Sunday and just interfere in that match, get there'll be no winner, and just take back the title that way instead of telling Stephanie to just give me my belt back. Well, well, she said give me my title, but last week it was a belt. I don't know if she said belt this week too, but I prefer the whole the SmackDown segment because it was between Becky and Charlotte. And I thought Charlotte did a good – well, until this past week, I thought Charlotte was doing a good job of carrying – a lot of it, but like you said, it wasn't supposed to be about this. wasn't supposed to be about Charlotte at all. But I think she's played her role well until this week. I kind of thought that's how it was going to play out in a way too. I thought it was going to be you're going to have that Becky Charlotte match. Ultimately, Charlotte would win. Becky would get in the match because she won the Royal Rumble, and then Ronda come back saying never lost the title. You have a reason for all three people to be involved in the match, but uh, they went a different direction. Same same result. Same yeah. net result. <laughs> yeah, like all the same players ended up in the same place. Yeah. All the Just pieces. not the way you expected it to, to end up there. Which is fine the way they worked it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Ronda kind of abdicated the title and then said she didn't, but hey. So I'm do we even have to ask you guys who wins this match? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I guess Becky. Well, well going <laughs> Becky. Yeah, I, I would assume across the board. Yeah, we're, we're going Becky. up in this Mania match. It's going to be a long shot win, but a win. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. somehow going to leg it out. Yeah, pun intended. Pun intended. Well, Becky would be very proud of that pun. <laughs> uh, the Shield is back together, and they have a match on Sunday against the esteemed three-man trio of Baron Corbin, Drew Galloway, and Bob. I, I got to be honest. So I don't. I haven't looked at any social media. I don't know what anyone thought of it. I really, really liked the segment between. The, the whole interaction between Roman, Seth, and Dean. I Which liked, one? Well, I, all of it. I, I really okay. enjoyed Seth and Roman's segment together. Yeah, they painted a picture that makes you believe that's why Seth would get behind him. Yeah. Um, also, it's kind of interesting, like, Roman having been the big dog for so long. But when they were in there together, it almost felt like Seth was treating him like his his little brother almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm the one that's at the top now, and you're a little bit below me. I thought that was an interesting dynamic, and I really enjoyed how hard of a time Dean had, like, relenting. Like, pacing around the ring and just couldn't bring himself to do it. Because personally, in in my life a lot, especially recently, I've been, like, in that state of mind of, like, don't know what to do. You know, I have this decision to make, but I don't know if I can do it. And that, like, frustration and, like, you're beside yourself and pacing all around. I I really thought they did a good job of selling the drama between the three of them. And they sold Seth not wanting him back and Dean being not sure if he wanted to come back. Yeah, not not sure how how to treat that situation. And when they finally came back together at the end, it was like like an emotional climax to that story that we got from, like, beginning of the night to the end of the night. Were you happy, Joseph, with the way that they pulled it off? And are you happy that the Shield is back together for at least another month? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and kind of, kind of the way I looked at this too when it came out. I was like, again, everyone's excited to see Roman. Everyone's cheering Roman. For how many months, years have we kind of talked about what does WWE have to do to get Roman over with the crowd? What does WWE have to do? What are they going to do? All you got to do is catch, catch and conquer a life-threatening disease for people yeah. to start cheering for him. That's all. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all. It takes. <laughs> I mean, that. why didn't think about no that from the deal. start? They're like, no big deal. Yeah, but man. I mean, he's back, and he's kind of the character he's at. People, people are buying into it, and that's a great thing because we've always wanted to see Roman where he's at right now. Um, and then that brings me to the Shield getting them back together. It's something that for at least the last two or three times they tried, something fell out apart. Something bot- the bottom fell out of that. So it's it's good to get back there and kind of get that while we still can. Who knows what their hell Dean Dean Ambrose saga is going to play out? So might as well. Yeah, might as well use the last month. <laughs> The last month they might have to do it. Ayla, what about you? Uh, I'm kind of like tapped out on the shield because I, th- I think at this point they just kind of like hoard the sh- they kind of hoard the shield out because this is basically the, like the third or fourth time they brought them back together within the past two years and it doesn't really mean anything anymore. And at this point, with Roman just coming back, Roman he can't do any wrong right now for the first, for the next few months. So everything he does is going to get rece- received well, but. I thought I thought I thought it was a nice, nice way to bring everybody back together. But like I said, I, I'm just not really big on the Shield coming back together because we've seen it already. But like Joey said, that every time they do get together, they get derailed because of some sort of injury. But I guess it's nice to see them back. But I just don't really care because they just see the Shield as money grabs and it gets everybody excited. But that's about it when it comes to the Shield to I mean, me now. That's the way it is when they do it, but I kind of look at it from it's the best way to get the, these these the, these guys in a quality match. I mean, uh, I'd see the Shield versus those three uh, scrubs, anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the reason I liked it, like, obviously the Shield, I don't have some huge emotional connection to the Shield at some point, but I really thought they did, did a good job of making it. The idea behind it was Roman has been sitting at home, hasn't been a part of it, and has had a lot of time to think. Yeah, they, they present that well. And I thought it was like, okay, this, this makes logical sense that he's like, the reports that they obviously acknowledge the fact that Dean might not be around too much longer. So I thought it was like good to do it. Who knows if Dean is going to stick around? Maybe they think that'll get him to stick around. I don't know. But my God, like listening to the dialogue with Corbin and Galloway coming down the ramp. It is ter- terrible writing. It is. Like, I'm just listening and just shaking my head, and it's funny. Coming to the conclusion within the last, I don't know, year to a year and a half, we've been talking a lot about, it's a TV show. Looking at it as a TV show instead of just wrestling makes me, it almost makes me like it less because, like, oh, this is just a bad show. Yeah, I know. But that's how you look at it. But at the same time, it was it's not good. And then even the way the people that have delivering it, it's not good. Yeah, like as soon as Galloway started talking and he said whatever he said, I'm like, who like who the hell wrote this? Yeah. Like Dana how? Warrior. Dana Warrior wrote it. <laughs> it was just so bad. And I was like, oh, terrible. I, I don't know that there's much else to talk about with these six guys. So Okay, the, the thing that will get me excited about the Shield is that they actually had somebody formidable, formidable to face, but they don't really have anybody formidable. They just throw three big guys together and then, and then 
and then like when the shield beats him, those three guys go their separate ways. It doesn't really mean anything. At well, least they, when they've kind of been together before this. Yeah, is yeah. I mean, it, is it possible? Sorry to cut you off, but I don't know if you guys remember. I had this idea last year going into WrestleMania when the Shield got back together for a, a hot second that Ro- Roman and the Shield were going to take the the title from Brock Lesnar. Like the whole idea of them defending WWE against Brock. Is it possible that we now get that story with Seth? Like, Seth and the Shield take WWE back from Brock. Well, um, somebody's been listening because that was actually a sheet a few weeks back. Oh, really? Yeah, how they, how Roman and Seth were interfere. I mean, Roman and Dean were interfere to help Seth win. That'd be like their last moment together, and then Dean leaves. That was a sheet a few weeks ago that came out. But like, you get, like I was saying before, like, at least back in the day, the shield, they like when they had people, four people. They actually had like four. They had stables to fight. They they fought the Wyatt family. They had Team Hell No and a random partner. But and, and it would mean something. But now it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, there's like a hollowness to it because they have started and stopped it so many times. But yeah, I was just happy to see it, and I, I thought that the three guys did like really good work compared to a lot of the rest of the show. For sure. Uh, does anyone think there's any way the Shield is not winning on Sunday? Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, if Bobby and Leo are... <laughs> no, there's no way. No, yeah, agreed. So we're a clean sweep on the first two. Did you see Did you see on Instagram Bobby Lashley holding the ice packs all over Leo Rush's body? No. <laughs> so good. Best thing Bob has done since he came back. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Owens challenging Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Babyface Kevin Owens. Alo, I remember you famously saying, I don't know, two years ago maybe, you were like beside yourself about the New Day becoming babyfaces. Yes, do you the feel this way about, this show. Do you feel that way about Kevin Owens or no? You know, I was listening to this on, on my way home from work, and uh, when he first started, I hated it. I was not for it. And then, because he started talking about the people and <laughs> fans. I'm like, this is not Kevin Owens. And he started talking about the title. I was like, I was like, eh, okay, this this might work. He still got his little one-liners in there and stuff. But, like, this might work, but I prefer heel Kevin Owens because this is the complete opposite of what he's been the entire time. Well, like, he's brought out there with Vince, like, by Vince. Yeah. So you assume he's aligned with Vince and – He's like, I didn't mean to take Kofi's spot. It's like, what? You're Kevin Owens. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what? Like, what? like, what's going on? Like, I don't know how. You're the people's I'm... champ now. <laughs> <laughs> Doing stars. Well, I, I kind of enjoyed it, though. Yeah, the one thing I, I think the thing I liked most about it was because he's, he did the stunner that he, he literally said the bottom line. And I think he either said, like, wink, wink or whatever he said. I like that he acknowledged that he used Stone Cold's line. Well, and then at the same time, uh, he did drop a, a, a yep in there. Yes, he did. Oh, yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Right before he got in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only problem is, like, I feel like they're not going to give Kevin Owens the title on Sunday. They're not. So it almost feels like, I don't know, and maybe that's part of the problem with this show in particular is, like, I feel like, what what does it really matter? Well, I mean, in my opinion, it kind of just breaks up and gives you that same storyline with Kofi that they have with Becky. And I don't know if that's what they're going for. That's where they're going to play it out going into WrestleMania or not. 
That's kind of the way I saw it. Yeah, like, so basically they're trying to make Kofi the the underdog. Yep. The same way Becky is. Alo, does this feel like it has any meaning to you other than, like, oh, it's cool to see Kevin Owens back? No, that's, that's about it. And especially, like, him coming right back and getting a title shot. But like I said last week, Daniel Bryan, the WWE Championship, as a whole, is at the bottom of, like, their, their priority list right now. Because right now you have to worry about uh, the Universal title, Shield back, Shield slash Roman back, uh, Triple H WrestleMania season. We'll get to that. Uh, back here, <laughs> the women's, uh, the Royal Women's Title Triple Threat main event. The WWE title is at the bottom of WWE's priority list at this point. Where does uh, where does the women's SmackDown title rank? Because exactly, that's gotta I, I, that's be, you to think. that's gotta be kind of low. Yeah, it, it's down there with the WWE title. Yeah, it's a shame that two of the main titles are afterthoughts completely I do like the belt design if I, if I could buy that WWE championship for like 40 bucks <laughs> I would buy it in a, in a heartbeat I'd be I'd be on WWE shop right now if that was available that, that's an eco-friendly price too so. it is exactly <laughs> all, all made out of all recycled materials I, I would definitely buy that I'd even pay for the, the next day shipping, so I'd have it tomorrow. <laughs> and you get the RGP V2 plates? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it would, yeah, it would be the Ronnie versus the World logo as my side plates. Maybe, that, maybe that's my next investment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a shame because now I guess I could kind of not complain and just be like, you know what, if nothing else, we're going to get a really good match between Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. For sure. And I think there's that shouldn't be... Underappreciated. You look at it two ways. You're gonna get a really good match, Kevin Owens, Danny Bryan, and Kevin Owens is back on shows working. So either way I think it work it works out, but I mean it's not gonna be the scenario where you think Kevin Owens walked away with the title. No. Is there any chance this could reach match of the night status, or do you think because the storyline is so minimalized, it probably won't reach those heights? I think it's minimalized. Because like what's the story? <laughs> like, right, it's only this, Kevin Owens. I'm back. Well, you yeah, think, yeah. And like, like the person looming over this is Kofi Kingston in the New Day. Mm-hmm. But are they going to get involved in this? We don't know. If you look at it outside of the context of the the build, which there was none, it could be a great match. <laughs> yeah. Well, once Just again, straight up match. Yeah. Once again, are we all in agreement, Daniel Bryan? All in agreement. Yeah. Here, here. So, so far. We've all been on the same side of all three matches. Boston Hub Connection making a title defense against Tamina and Nia Jax. Sasha Banks lost a match to Tamina. When's the last time Tamina won a singles match? Oh, jeez. You have to go way back. Has she, has she won one? That should be a stump Alo. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that Alo's kryptonite. <laughs> Tamina. He would have tapped out immediately on that one. <laughs> now, the, the only answer I can really give is when they were when they were like building Tamina up to face Paige like five years ago. Well, just when she was with AJ Lee. Yeah, and she right, was basically right. Diesel. Yeah, when she was AJ Lee's Diesel, and Paige's first defense was against Tamina, and it's like, oh, she's the most dominant diva we ever seen, and like they made her win like three weeks straight. Yeah. So we're saying that was like right when I started watching again. 
Yeah, right after WrestleMania 30. Yeah. That's, that's my only recollection, recollection <laughs> of, of a one-on-one to me, the singles victory. So she was 0 for 2015, 0 for 2016, <laughs> 0 for 2017, 0 for 2018. Well, she didn't have a lot of matches. In and the now maybe undefeated singles. in 2019? Had she had a singles match already this year? I don't, I don't remember. So. I don't think so. I'm going to go with she's undefeated in 2019, <laughs> which makes them probably the betting favorite, the Vegas odds favorite on Sunday because she got one up on Sasha Banks. So I haven't been watching the show, obviously. I've just been watching YouTube highlights. So I may be missing something. Are they making these women's tag team titles like something, or are they just a prop for Sasha and Bailey? Well, since uh, Chamber, they've been basically a prop because they've hardly got any time because right after Chamber, Nia and Tamina actually attacked them. So that was ready to match and, and the, Monday after go, the Monday after Chamber. And they did, they did show up on NXT last week to say that they will be defending the titles here. So you could just say right now they're kind of props at this point, but they haven't popped up on SmackDown at all yet. And they've been going back and forth on social media with the Iconics. Yeah, I did see so, that, that the Iconics you had think called that, them out. You think that would be kind of a WrestleMania match, or who do you think they'll face at WrestleMania? Because I don't think they're losing against Tamina and Nia. No, I don't think they're losing. I don't think they're losing either. Who uh, do you think will be their opponent uh, going into Mania? Well, a report was caught, came out that since they said they since they said that the titles would be defended on all shows, they'll defend them against a team from each brand, which I think will be kind of cool. But um, I don't know. I would have to say the Iconics because that's the only other tag team they have because they, they've done away with the other tag teams for the most part. Well, not really, but Mandy Rose is involved with uh, Oscar right now. And uh, uh, Carmella and Naomi, they haven't been together since Chamber. Yeah, no. So. Which is a shame. Yeah. That, that entrance alone was, was great. It was. It would have been worth like a nice little run. A push. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that. But that's my my concern. Or is it just they haven't really had an opportunity, maybe, to to make them into something? Like it's still too new, maybe. I don't know. Well, that you could, you can make that argument because remember it is Triple H WrestleMania season, so they got to make time for that. <laughs> so that takes time out the, out the division. But but right away, Tamina and they, Tamina and uh, Nia Jax were the challengers right after Chamber. So whatever you see on YouTube, you're not missing anything. That's just that's the emphasis of the whole feud. So the other thing I saw, and I don't know if this was like a legitimate report, but I think they said that Triple H said it. Is there like talk of inserting them in the Dusty Rhodes Classic or something like that? Oh, that's oh, that's that's already taped for the most part. So no. <laughs> All right, because I was like, oh, that'd be that'd be something different. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. But idea wise, but no. Yeah, I, I didn't think they would do it, but they seem to be dipping their toe into the intergender wrestling pool, like they had Nia Jax jump into the Men's Rumble. And what was the other? They did something else with a, a man and a woman, kind of facing off with each other. I thought. I thought it was all with Nia. Maybe it was. It was Nia with Ambrose. Nia. I mean, then you look at the mixed match challenge, That's right. but it's it kind of not the same. It was Nia with Ambrose uh, on Raw. I think the next night. Yeah, and then like they were advertising Nia versus Ambrose at live events, but then they took it off. <laughs> so, are we once again all in agreement? The Boston Hub connection. For yes. sure. Boston this is, it sounds like it's shaping up to be a really dramatic show. <laughs> well, this is kind of the filler pay-per-view. This yeah. is a pay-per-view they could do away with, and it wouldn't affect anything. 
Yeah, Oscar and Mandy Rose, I have no thoughts on it whatsoever. Uh, does anyone have any thoughts on it? I'm sure Kurt Grave will have a lot of thoughts he on it. He will, I'm sure. He'll have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Probably thinking about it right now. Yeah. This is nothing. I, I, uh, poor Oscar. This, this is nothing. Well, this is an opportunity to get Oscar on TV and some relevance back to the title. So they need something. Good for her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. It's a Not, thing. It's, it's a thing that's happening. That's. My, I wouldn't yeah, even know yeah. there's a second woman's title if I didn't <laughs> read it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oscar's winning this, so she can move on to to that sassy Southern Belle. As I, now they're quoting her. I don't know if you co- peeped that. I did. And, and I rolled my. I rolled my. <laughs> I was the human eye roll emoji as soon as that. Oh, so they they branded her now. Some stupid catchphrase that they have to say. At least Michael Cole didn't yell it. Uh huh. Like, cause that's the thing I can't stand. He said it it's forced. Boss time. I I I would, I'd much rather prefer that they just call her sexy gloves. That, yeah, that works. Sexy gloves. <laughs> that does it. That does it for you. I no, because our truth called that. Our truth I'd much rather it. deal with hear that. Yeah, our truth coined it. I could live with it, but the sassy Southern Belle, like, get out of here. The truth. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I think Oscar's gonna win. Also, Jackson. yeah, Oscar. Well, I don't think we're disagreeing on the, uh, any of these. All right. Uh, I'll just throw these two together. We have the two men's tag matches. On SmackDown, we have the Usos rematching The Miz and Shane McMahon. And on Raw, we have The Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Gable and Bobby Roode. I would think that's going to be a hell of a match, though. This should be a good match. That'd be a great match. You see, this should be the match tonight because they have they have to, they have to showcase the Ricochet and Aleister Black. So and this should be the match of the night. Do I have any faith to actually give them the time and book this pro- book this entire match properly? No. That's kind of how I feel. Like I think it'll be an afterthought. I think one you almost would forget. Like we were just talking about, Joey said he forgets there's a SmackDown Women's Championship. You almost would forget there's tag team championships on Raw. So there's that aspect of it. And, yeah, I, I do think it, it might be a little crowded, and it may not get enough time for all of those people that are involved. I don't think it'll get enough time, but with the, the players we got involved, I mean, Alistair Beck, Ricochet is one of them. They're kind of kind of hot right now. And then you have Gable, who always has pretty, I mean, exciting matches. Um, and, and, and the rivals are strong. So I think that should be enough, even if it's a 10-minute match. Yeah, even yeah, even if you uh, like just showcase mostly Aleister Black and Ricochet in that match, I just think they need to have a really good showing in this match to get the crowd the crowd behind them because the crowd still doesn't really know who they are. Like, don't don't react to Aleister Black because he has that great entrance, but they gotta find ways to get people to actually cheer these guys. And Ricochet, the first thing he does, will get a pop from the crowd. I'm sure. Holy, yeah. they'll have him do something crazy right from the outset. Do you do yes or no question to both of you? Alo, is there any chance there is a new Raw Tag Team Champion? No. Joseph? Chance, yes, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a chance, and I think I could, I mean, maybe not because they probably want them to do their own thing, but I could see them giving it to Ricochet and Aleister Black just because they have gotten, obviously, a pretty significant response from the diehard fan and maybe they would do it but I'm not expecting it I do think there's a chance though but if I'm predicting I'm going with the revival 
I'm going to Revival as well. I'm going to Revival. And what about the Miz and Shane and the Usos? Has anything new really even happened? Not really. Not not really. They talking more smack. Yeah, they weren't on SmackDown last week. I don't think. Um, so not. So they, they kind of took a week off from, off of build, but it was, Miz Miz had a match with one of the Usos. Miz ended up winning, and something that he said Miz said in his promo was, uh, "All I need is a second, and I'll catch you," or something along those lines. So I, I think that comment is going to come back to bite the Miz and Shane. And I'm going with the Usos. And do you think that this leads to I'm going with the Usos as well? How about you, Joe? Going with the Uso. <laughs> Do we think that this is what leads to the 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 split between Miz and Shane O'Mac? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Going into to Mania, and then Shane ends up having a great match with the Miz. Yes, like I, I do believe that that will be the the end result. Um, yeah. yeah, Usos as well. So. The only other thing I had in my notes, and obviously you guys as always feel free to throw anything else in you think warrants it. What did you guys think of Elias, his smack talk on Philadelphia? Did you think he, Joey, did you think he lived up to what you expect from Elias? No, nah, I think he let me down a little bit. After, really? the, after the last time he was he was crushing on Gritty and Carson Wentz. <laughs> um, he didn't come as hard. It. He didn't come as hard this time. Really? You, you don't think so? I don't think he came as hard this time. Everything he said was an insult. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I like the insults, but I think he last time he was harder. Really? Just my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. I did like that he got a gritty reference in there. I liked that he had like the the refrain, like you know how I know I'm in Philly. I I, lo- I enjoyed what he did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just thought he was better last time. Yeah, I mean, he did his job, and obviously got a response from the crowd, and a lot of the lines made me laugh. Nothing that got me upset, but um, I liked him starting right off with the because I don't see a Stanley Cup. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, not going to see one this year either. No, they are not. But what else happened in the week on Raw and SmackDown that bears any mentioning? Uh, homage De Niro? <laughs> did, you, did you catch that? I saw a little bit of it. He, you know, you know, he, he was shedding tears. His <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. That I didn't see. I just said, uh, "Dave, I'll come to your freaking house." <laughs> no, he was actually like, he he was actually holding tears back and fighting, and she shed a couple because he's trying to make this real life, like real personal. Pulled- yeah, that was kind of that was kind of dumb. I mean, I get it. It's it's an angle, but they're kind of. The way he painted it is kind of saying that wrestling's fake, and you don't want to kind of admit that openly. You want to put it <laughs> out there. He, this is yeah, real. Yeah, because well, like was, Ronda already exposed the business earlier this week, <laughs> so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because like my my thing was like okay, like I, I I appreciate the whole trying to make this real thing. The Triple H even called Ric Flair Richard Fleer. Like Richard he actually, Fleer. <laughs> like, like he actually yeah. Yes, he did. He's like he like like a whole heart. His real name Richard Fleer. Yeah, like a whole heartfelt speech to us. I was there at his son's funeral. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick, I was Rick was by my side at my wedding. I was at his side by many of his when he buried his son. I was there, and he like he tried to make this personal. But the, my only problem with this is it's 2019, and I'm sitting here trying to build toward a triple a, a, a Triple H and Batista match in 2019. Yeah, I'm trying to get like into this match where Triple H is retired and Batista has a blue blue nose ring. Like, come on. <laughs> The, the nose hoop 
is bad. <laughs> it's not Dave, intimidating at all. Dave, why? Did you get my attention now? Yeah, that's got my attention, you whack yes, job. Yes, yes, that little nose hoop has my attention, Dave. Yeah, like 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 I said, like what was it a good like heartfelt personal promo? Yeah, but my thing is it's 2019, as you would say. Yeah, I would say that, and it is 2019, and I couldn't care less about it. I will go back and watch uh, Paul De Niro because I feel like that at least I, I want to see what his acting chops are like. You know, you never know. Maybe I'll have to cast him in something at some point. So I want to see how his acting is. But, yeah, I couldn't care less about this story. Do you think anything happens at Fastlane with these two, or it'll just wait till Raw next week? I think it'll wait till Raw next week, because they're advertising it already, so. Um, anything else? Um, I think that's about it. We covered everything. Joseph, anything? No, not that much I can think of. We kind of covered covered all the bases, talked about the main cards with Ronda, Becky, yada, yada. Talked about Triple H. Covered the title change in hands with Samoa Joe. I mean, they're the kind of the major talking points. Yeah, it, didn't, it seemed like a relatively uneventful week. Everything's just well, moving the stories be. forward for a pay-per-view that doesn't really matter. Right. An uneventful week leading to an uneventful pay-per-view is what it seems like. I'm looking forward to that triple threat tag team match, though. Me too. I'm curious. That to see how or, it turns or like out. I said, I, that or I think the Daniel Bryan match could be matched tonight. I hope so. Like I expect a good match from those two, and I, I don't think they'll disappoint. Uh, Indie inquiry: Are we ready, are we ready for that? Yes. So uh, this week's version of the Indie inquiry is from 2003 with Ron the Truth Killings. <laughs> the truth. Challenging Ken Shamrock for the NWA World's title at NWA slash TNA event. Can I just start off by saying I can use a lot less Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at ringside? Just <laughs> and eliminate them all together. <laughs> saying the same thing seven times in different in different directions. Yeah. No, you, you can say that. Okay, thanks. You're more than, more than entitled to say that. I did not like commentary on this match at all. I do think this match pitted... Two of the most underrated performers of the last 25 years against each other. Yes. I don't, I don't think people give Shamrock the credit that he deserves. Those burns. No. Those burns are tight. <laughs> they were. No, because WWE hardly acknowledges them for whatever reason. And like even when they show like add to their clips, you never see Shamrock anywhere. No, he was a really good wrestler. Like I remember the when he beat The Rock for the Intercontinental Championship and had it overturned because he snapped. I remember yeah. I'd always wait for him to snap. <laughs> I was a big fan of, of Ken Shamrock. He was kind of, again, a little more aggressive, but he was like Kurt Angle before Kurt Angle. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't an Olympic champion, but he had that same style, the ankle lock, the kind of kind of badass nature to him. Yeah, he had like the, the real fighting background. Like people saw him in UFC. He was a champion, was known as the, what was he, the world's most dangerous man, like... He had, a, he had a character. He wasn't great at talking, but he was one of those guys that was bad at talking in a way that it was fun to watch him. Yeah. And he had, like, a personality that you, like, okay, I know exactly what this guy's all about. And he had a really – he was really good in the ring. So I think he was underrated. Obviously, in our truth what a phenomenal athlete <laughs> he was back in 2003. I uh, know. I remember – like I remember the first time I saw him on Sunday Night Heat with, with Brian Gerard James. I like the most, even, as as bad as that song is now in 2019. <laughs> I just loved him because he was like he was so like colorful and 
And like I said, hell of a hell of an athlete that guy is. Yeah, <laughs> way flew around the ring and stuff. I loved it. And I they, loved the truth back then. They kind of painted the picture like this was a controversial decision to put him in the title match with everyone else kind of pissed about it. Yeah, they they even made reference to like Shamrock probably never thought he'd be defending this title against Ron the Truth Killings. Lex Luger probably wasn't too happy about it based on a promo he had cut sometime probably around that time. Uh, I did think this match was good. I thought it was like a little bit. It kind of felt like it. It ended in. I don't want to say rushed. It, it, it kind of dipped it that way. They it ended like in an anticlimactic way. They, they missed like, the spot. Oh. They missed the spot for me. Because it was supposed to be that super kick that caught him. Mm, but our truth barely ducked it and yeah. didn't even look like it made contact with Yeah, uh, and Shamrock, Shamrock reacted way too late. Yeah. It just looked weird. And that's how it ended. Then he got rolled in and pinned. Um, well, he took the finisher and then got pinned. But I did think it was fun. It was good to see Ken Shamrock again. It is very good to see a prime, you know, Young. peak Ron the Truth Killings. Winning. I it, yeah, I had a lot of title. fun with it. First and still, I believe, the only African-American NWA champions. That was a groundbreaking match and yep. a groundbreaking result. So it didn't have, like, the, the high-point entertainment stuff that the, the match last week had with, like, the Stone Cold stuff. But I did think this was, like, a good match. And two guys that I really like and think are underappreciated. It was nostalgic for me. Yeah, so it was, like, cool to see these two guys in a match that mattered for you know, the the oldest, most prestigious title in the world of pro wrestling. Um, Joseph, do you have any other thoughts on it beyond that? Anything no, I you mean, specifically liked or disliked about it? I, I, I liked some some elements of it. It was kind of like fun just to see R-Truth in his, in his younger days. I mean, he's, he's, he's getting up there. 47. Um, outside, a couple of missed spots kind of, kind of, I mean, if I knew some of the outside players, it would have made it more interesting. But right. it was a good match. Yeah, everybody they named, I was like, don't know him, don't yeah, know who's him, that? don't know him, don't know him. Why do I care if he's watching TV? <laughs> who's this you remember, group? You, you remember Monty Brown? How bad he was? No. I remember the name. I like, the face uh, didn't. Well, that was, well, that was Marcus Corvon, if you remember. Ah, uh, okay. That, that name I do remember. Yeah, that was Monty Brown in NWA, TNA. And, the other, and James Mitchell, I don't know who the hell he was with. I don't think that was abyss. A couple missed spots were kind of. Eh. Yeah, but yeah. I thought it was good because, uh, like I said, when I saw NWA TNA, that was when it was a weekly pay per view, and I had the the illegal box. So like, I, I would see like Christian X Pac, K Quick at the time. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. And in, in 2002, nobody really saw Ken Shamrock around that, that much. So going back and watching, I thought it was pretty fun. Outside the super kick, another move that stands out is when he went for the Herkarana. Yeah, and he like stretched him, and I don't know what the hell happened then. Then he went down. I was yeah. like, "What? What just happened?" Yeah, and that was the other awkward <coughs> spot I was going to bring up. And Mike Tanay is just the worst. <laughs> I'll take Michael Cole over Mike Tanay any day. I thought you liked Mike Tanay. No, I la- I always laugh at the his whole world's heavyweight <laughs> champion that he used to say, but no, I don't like Mike Tanay at all. Although I don't, I don't hate him as much as Tony Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone is truly the worst of all time. Damn you, Tony. But I don't like Mike today. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. It was a nice walk down memory lane. Like great I walk said. down memory lane, yeah. Two guys who were who were great at their prime that I don't think get their due. It was cool to see them in a high-profile match like that, even though it wasn't 
on the biggest of stages. Uh, but no, I thought it was good. Um, and I, I'll always approve of anything Ron Killings does, so I'll never say a bad word about the truth. About the truth. Yeah. The, what is the, uh, the, the truth shall shall th- the truth shall again. set you free. The truth shall set you free. I was kind of, I was kind of wondering, how do you go from the truth to our truth? That's just brilliant. Because of Ron. Yeah. Our truth. I assume that's well, your name begins with an R, <laughs> and you're the truth. Our truth. Or, or as uh, Stephen A. says, the truth shall make you free. <laughs> Preposterous. Oh god, that's that was my favorite promo of 2019 <laughs> when he cut on uh, Paul Pierce the other day. It was great. Yeah, it truly <laughs> was. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and type in Stephen A. Smith, Paul Pierce. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, do we have any listener questions? Yes. Uh, we got one from Dom in the Lord on Lord, no relation. He asks, if they make it the NXT title, who do you think, sh- who do you think should get the belt next? So that one might be tough for me just because I haven't paid enough attention to it. I'm just trying to trying to think of who's there that's in like a prominent spot. Well, I'll put it this way. You Adam hate everybody. Cole, like, yeah, but you hate him. Yeah, and Velveteen Dream is already North American champion, so and yeah, then the other guys have been my up. choice, but yeah. he's already got a title. Yeah, so my guess would be Adam Cole, because everybody else seems to be coming up. Like who else is there though? It was the only people that have been in cont- well. The title's been in contention between Alistair Black and Champa f- for the last yeah. year or so. So there's not really anybody there. So Does Lars Lauren- Sullivan get the NXT title instead of his WrestleMania? Match well, I mean, <laughs> they can easily. He hasn't been. Any- he hasn't been seen. They can easily put Alistair back and hold the title for now. Um, don't think that's what they're gonna do because they have some momentum right now in the main roster. Like I said, first, like you said, first thought is probably Adam Cole. What I'd like to see him do is probably do a tournament style for 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 the title. It's vacated, have a tournament kind of thing. Could we get Velveteen Dream as a dual champion? <laughs> I would could. love it. So would I. You could. I could see him standing up on the the top turnbuckle, holding holding both belts up. I would love that. <laughs> I don't know, Cassius. I'm like, who else that is there? That sounds like a Velveteen yeah, it's, it's not, dream. It's not, it's not much. It's not much big. It's it not is. much star power in a, in a position to actually hold a title. So, is there anybody that could get sent down to win it? Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't mind that. Finn Balor goes back and retains it and, and wins back. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, title. I don't do that, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that, that's the best answer I could give you is Adam Cole. That's the yeah, only, that, the only that's guy. That's the only answer I, really I have too. As much as you would hate it, but that's the only yeah. answer I have for you. Well, I don't, I don't dislike Adam Cole really. I think I just don't like, I don't like what surrounds him, and I like him more than the other two guys in the Undisputed Era. Okay, for sure. So, so you like Adam Cole? Yeah, Adam Cole is fine. It's on record. Okay, okay. Perhaps marking out right now. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but <laughs> he's fine. I don't dislike him. Okay, I mostly just dislike Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> For the reasons I've stated on this show numerous times. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes. We also have a question from Kevin Fenty. Okay. He asks, who is Ron Pashery Sr.? <laughs> well, I figured it was – go ahead. Yeah, and my bestie responds to him, the GOAT, a legend. <laughs> a legend. Because, 
coffee connoisseur and a, a goatee purist. <laughs> oh, excellent work out of Ec2 Fly, Eric Trembicki right there. Describing my father, Ron Pashery Sr., I knew it would get asked eventually because I knew not everyone was aware that my dad was Ron Pashery Sr. And I knew most people would have no idea why the whole junior thing even started. It all started because my dad met Eck to fly Eric Trembicki buying a new car back in, I think, October or November. And he realized that my dad was Ronald Pashery Sr. He started calling me Junior. And then I think I enjoyed how much everybody got a kick out of it. They all sent me a video changing uh, my contact in their <laughs> phone to, to Junior. And I thought that was funny. So I was like, all right, I might as well fully embrace it and start calling myself Ron Pashery Jr. on the show. So Kevin Fenty, thank you for giving me the opportunity to clarify. That is my father, Ron Pashery Sr. And... As Ek Two Fly said, the goat, the legend, the coffee connoisseur. What was it? The goatee purist. Purist, yes. <laughs> goatee? Yeah, my dad has a goatee. Oh, goatee. Yes, yeah, goatee. I don't know if it's like a goatee, like a form of No, tea. no, no. Not, not a beverage. His actual okay. facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> a beverage. Constructed into a goatee. Um, so, is there anything else that we, we need to discuss? Anything else we need to add? Is there any, uh, oh, is yes, there any yes, news, yes, any um, rumor? Yeah, I'm glad I remember this. Uh, Prep wanted me to run this by you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you've seen this. This is about WWE's uh, top earners in 2018. I I'm, I'm not sure you've seen this now. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. uh, it's not the whole list, but it's just the top three for men and women. But you'll see the discrepancy in it. So to, to no surprise, Brock Lesnar, number one, a $12 million base plus 500000 per main event. John Cena, number two, $8.5 million base. Roman Reigns, a $5 million base. And for the women, Ronda Rousey, $1.5 million base. Charlotte Flair, a second with a $550,000 $550, base. And Nikki Bella with a $350,000 base. Jeez. That is a massive discrepancy, first of all. <laughs> yes. Get Brock Lesnar the hell out of here. That's all I could say. Like now. <laughs> Go back to Canada. <laughs> Go to UFC and get your ass kicked. Get knocked out by Daniel Cormier or John Jones or anybody. I don't. I'm ready to knock your ass out at this point. You <laughs> can luck. come to Philadelphia. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I don't even need it. I I am on the right side of history. He's about to I knock the junior it. out of you. That is, he, he could try. He could try. That's all I'll say. He could do his best, and I'll do my worst. And it's he's got nothing for me. I'll tell you that. Brock, get out of here. Take yeah, your go. board shorts go. and go to Canada. <laughs> your board shorts. <laughs> go eat some Jimmy go eat some Jimmy John's. <laughs> I will rip that dagger right off of your chest. <laughs> I think this is the reaction Prep wanted. Twelve million dollars. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, you've been challenged. You've been challenged, Brock. It's not like he's earning a main event. They just are going to keep putting him in the main event. Brock, you want to come to the show? Ron challenged you. <laughs> I Open did. Challenge. Yeah, I'll do an episode of Unsanctioned of me knocking you out, and then when you wake <laughs> up, I'll choke you out. And maybe, for good measure, when you come to from that, I'll choke slam you through this table. Yikes. We need the table. I'll buy another one. It'll be worth All it. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'll steal Brock's lunch money and buy a table with that. He could afford it. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the, yeah, the most heated I've been in a while. Yeah, but, but how about that big drop off, like you said? Like, jeesh. 
It's a yeah, cliff. Rhonda, who for all the fanfare she's gotten as being like this huge signing for them, making one tenth of what Brock is making. Yeah, but she makes the most out of the whole women's division. Oh yeah, and like more than double what everybody else is making. Yeah, but like she's there every week. Brock is there like three times a year. Yeah, it, it's just ridiculous to me. And he's not even a draw. Like, are we still <laughs> pretending that people care when Brock Lesnar is there? Who cares? Who? Who have you ever talked about that likes wrestling? It's like, oh, Brock is back tonight. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. He doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. Go to UFC and let Daniel Cormier kill you. It's agreeable. That's that's all I have to say about that. I can't say anything else. I don't think I can go any further. Yeah, I want him going off my television. <laughs> Me too. Well, he's already off your television. <laughs> he's already off my television, but I want my I want our title on TV. How we can disperse that? Yes. that. We can disperse that money a little more evenly to uh, <laughs> some some more deserving talent than yeah yeah like like when he leaves, give all the women's division a raise, and I'll be happy. Yeah, just disperse it. It's like the cap floor in the NBA. Yes. If you don't reach the cap floor, that extra money you didn't spend just gets dispersed throughout the team. Do that with the women's division. Uh, and the last thing I'll mention, uh, Joe Laugh, I don't know if he'll hear this. He probably will. Leaving for Clearwater tomorrow evening to go down and watch Philly spring training. Somehow he lucked out that he booked this trip, and now he has tickets to the game that's going to be the debut of Bryce Harper. So Laugh. The preseason game? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a regular season. Okay. Game. Just his first game with the team. It's a spring training. Or yeah, pre- spring training. Pre- okay. Spring training. Spring training. Yeah, but it's the first time he's going to play like with with the team. So okay. laugh, have fun, be safe, and tell Bryce we said hello. And laugh, we will be over fifty by the time this contract is over. So <laughs> maybe you, I know you're already depressed about how old we are. So I guess I just had to depress you a little bit more. Dang, I'll be knocking on 40. Sixers, yeah. putting, a, Sixers <laughs> putting a little distance on, on them. A little. Six-point lead. Yes. I need, I need to win by four. four. <laughs> uh, all right. So we, we got some good content in there at, under under the wire. Um, so Joel Embiid, feel free to come down and trust the process with us. LeBron. No, no, no. Halo, no. I hate no. to say this to you, but I have to. I can't resist. You're not going to be in the playoffs. You're going to have the whole summer to come down and and <laughs> you're going to have the whole summer to come and embrace the man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe open challenge Kyle. to Brock Lesnar. Yes, open challenge yeah. to Brock Lesnar anytime, yeah. any place. Yeah, maybe we can get Kyle Kuzma to push him on the show. Yes, Kyle <laughs> Kuz, do that. Just shove him right in the direction of the throne we've had waiting for two and a half years. Um, subscribe uh, on iTunes. Uh, no, he, he gets a stool from me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I had this throne built. I feel like we should at least use it. Now I'm in a chair. Maybe now, I'll sit now, in the he, throne. He's in he a stool. On the stool. I'll sit on the throne. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> um, yeah, five-star ratings and reviews. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yeah, so what a maneuver to net to embrace the madness. And also... Uh, check out on Friday your boy Elroy uh, if you like MMA. That is it for the show this week. For my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, CK and Joe Rodermill. Keep rolling, rolling, All systems rolling. Joe. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr. 
and we will see you next week.